But it is this amazing little Denmark has put so much amazing design into the world. There is something to Danish design as something special. Welcome to The Sociable Kitchen, a podcast by Kvik. I'm Julie Broberg. As a Danish company creating and designing kitchens for more than 40 years, Danish design is close to our hearts. As we've expanded into more and more countries, we've noticed a need to be able to explain to new audiences what Danish design is and what makes it special. For this, our first podcast series, we've talked to a number of experts on Danish design to try to learn just that. You've probably seen examples of Danish design and maybe you didn't even know it. One of the most famous examples of Danish design is turning 50 years old this year. Can you guess what it is? It's the Sydney Opera House. This iconic building, despite its location in Australia, was designed by Danish architect Jørn Utzen, and its distinctive design is known around the world. Chances are you've also seen a lot of chairs by Danish designers. Kennedy and Nixon famously sat in the round chair by Hans Wigner at the first ever televised presidential debate in 1960. And even if you weren't around then, you've seen photos of them in those chairs. The Trusteeship Council at the United Nations headquarters in New York was decorated and furnished by Danish designer Finn Juhl in 1952. It was renovated in 2013 by Danish design duo Kasper Salto and Thomas Sigsgård, who stayed true to Finn Juhl's original vision with an update for the 21st century. You often see this magnificent room on the news when the UN is in session. And you no doubt have seen the egg or the swan chairs that were created by Arne Jakobsen for the Royal SAS Hotel in Copenhagen and which have become Danish design icons. You've seen them in hotel lobbies and airport lounges all over the world. But let's get into what makes Danish design Danish design. Like many people these days, we asked ChatGPT and here's what it came up with. Danish design refers to a style of functionalistic design and architecture that emerged in the mid-20th century, specifically in Denmark. It's characterized by simplicity, minimalism, and functionality. This approach is rooted in the Scandinavian tradition of craftsmanship and a design philosophy that emphasizes a product's utility over unnecessary decoration. And then, of course, ChatGPT gave us one of their ubiquitous lists of key features, like simplicity, clean lines, functionality, craftsmanship, and natural materials. In the mid-20th century, a number of Danish designers gained international prominence, and we've already mentioned Arne Jakobsen, Hens Wegner, and Jan Utzen, and others include Paul Hemmingsen and Werner Panton. Their chairs, lamps, and other items have become iconic pieces of modern design. This design ethos has had a lasting impact and continues to influence contemporary design worldwide. Danish design principles can be seen in furniture, lighting, textiles, homewares, and architectural projects all over the world. Honestly, that's not a bad description, ChatGPT. And even ChatGPT mentions the iconic chairs, so it can seem like they're all there is to Danish design. We decided to discuss what makes the chairs so special with former chair, no pun intended, of the Danish Design Council, Lars Thursen. We are in particularly good in areas as Danish designers that are close to the body, are close to the human. 
So, it so that's why we have all the chairs. <laughs> that's why we have all the chairs. And, and it's also because you could say that a chair is maybe at one time it's very simple. It only has to raise your butt about 40 to 45 centimeters above the ground. It has to give some, you some kind of rest and comfort. Uh, so there's a lot of easiness to it. And then the other side, it's, it's so simple that how can you then cut that down to the essential and still make it, you know, visually and aesthetically pleasing to have around you or, or in your sitting room or in a meeting room or whatever it's used. So it's not so surprising that in many people's minds, Danish design is all about the chairs. And in Denmark, we're so surrounded by great design all the time that we can take it for granted. You'll encounter iconic chairs and lamps in most public buildings in Denmark, whether at the library or the doctor's office or in museums or at the local city hall. They're ubiquitous. We spoke with Lisa Thompson, secretary of the creative professions arm of the Confederation of Danish Industry, about this tendency. As an American, I never thought about chairs before I moved to Denmark. No, no, okay, <laughs> you know but, what I but mean? that's that, but <laughs> that's know, or, both a or blessing those kind and, of yeah. It, it, that's that's a blessing and and it, and a it, curse, it, yeah, and a curse, yes, <laughs> yes, because it's kind of we were so successful back in the fifties, and uh, we have uh, room big rooms and halls in the UN building in New York, and it was uh, and we're so well known. You know the presidential uh, conversation between between uh, Nixon, Kennedy. Yeah, Nixon. Nixon. yeah we're in, and the, in the Danish sto- uh, chair. Yeah, yeah. and, and uh, even a couple of years ago, uh, we had Biden sitting uh, in a conversation with uh, Stoltenberg, uh, the, the NATO. The, yeah, the Norwegian uh, yeah. NATO secretary. Yeah, and, and they sit in the egg. So, so the It's leaders so, around the world yeah. still sit in, the, in these iconic Danish chairs. Yeah. And, and that's design for, for Danes. Danish design is more than just chairs and lamps. It's also a lifestyle. The Danes rank at or near the top year after year in the UN's World Happiness Report. And airport bookstores around the world are filled with books on the Danish concept of hygge. Hygge is often translated as cozy, but it means much more than that. It's a sense of well-being in the company of others, preferably in calming, well-designed surroundings, with candlelight and plenty of good wine and good conversation. And speaking of nice surroundings, our CMO, Lisa Gertler, recently paid a visit to the home of our head of design, Klaus Johnson, to see his brand new kitchen. Of course, Danish design came up in their conversation. Today, I'm visiting Klaus to see his new kitchen. And I'm super excited about it. He's been going on and on about the choices he's been doing uh, for the last couple of months. So I feel like it's almost my own kitchen I'm going to see. So we're really excited. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Klaus. Good to see you. Good to see you and welcome to Sons. Thank you. I'm super excited to see your new kitchen. I am super excited to show it to you. So come on in. Thank you. Wow, Klaus. Here it is. This is everything you dreamed of, right? It is. This is truly great looking Danish design. 
Thank you. We uh, went all in on this one, I would yeah. say. So, uh, a great combination of oak, wood and bordeaux. So, uh, and a super worktop, a lot of uh, uh, super smart solutions, a lot of technology, and uh, just overall a fantastic Danish design expression. So, really happy about it. I'll just jump in for a quick explanation. Oakwood is our newest kitchen design. It's our take on a traditional carpenter kitchen with finger joints and solid oak. Bordeaux is one of our classic designs and comes in clay like Klaus chose, as well as black, Arizona beige, and now also a lovely dusty blue. Its simplicity makes it the perfect companion to let your kitchen island stand out in a design like Oakwood. It's also a great way to keep the price of your kitchen within budget. And now we'll go back to Klaus and Lisa. This is a really nice big island you have here. And that is the essence of a sociable kitchen, right? Having a sink where you can do conversations with your guests or your family while doing the dinner. Absolutely. Yeah. You have the sink where you spend the most time facing your family. You have the chopping zone facing a lot of time facing your family. And for us, I mean, this is really the heart of the home. It's the train station of the home. We, we most days we never we never make it to the to the living room. All right. We just come home from work and school, and we stay in the kitchen until we we go to bed. So designing the the kitchen and laying it out so that uh, we we are often more people in the kitchen that those people can socialize with whoever is sitting at the dining table or or, or laying in the sofa. That is uh, essential to us. You can also see we have no TV in here. That would be an absolute no-go to put a TV in here. Uh, no screens here. Here we are, we are to socialize. And we are here to take you on a journey through Danish design. We'll be delving even more into Danish design and our concept of the sociable kitchen in this whole series. Episode 2 on the Danish design DNA is available so you can have a listen already now. And please hit subscribe so you don't miss out on the rest of our series on Danish design. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to see pictures of all the iconic Danish designs we've mentioned, as well as Klaus's new kitchen, please visit our website. You can find a link to that in our show notes. The Sociable Kitchen was produced this week by me, Julie Broberg, and sound engineer Maunus Vell. Special thanks to everyone who appeared in this episode. Former chair of the Danish Design Council, Lars Thursen, Lisa Thompson from the Confederation of Danish Industry, Quix CMO, Lisa Gütler, and Quix head of design, Klaus Johnson. Recordings at Klaus's home were made by Richard Lightbody and Christian Lightbody. Additional recordings were done at Mastertone Studio in Copenhagen. Our logo was created by our very own graphic designer and brand guardian, Helle Kroll. Our theme music was created for Quick by Lucas Lunerskop. Produced at Feedback Studio in the old meatpacking district near the harbor in Aarhus.